Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. One of the things that we love to do at Fullwood is look at the Bible together and we like it to think that we do it in a way that is engaging and interactive and Andy in a minute is going to come and explain a Bible passage to us. Um, but first I'm going to ask Katie if she'll come and read. Um, the passage, if you've got a Bible with you, is Luke chapter 12, 13 to 21. And if you've got a church Bible, it's on page 1044. So Katie's going to come and read that for us. Um, The parable of the rich fool. Someone in, someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. Thank you very much, Katie. Okay, we're going to be looking at those words together now. Uh, We're going to be doing it all together, which is exciting. Uh, Normally, the children go across the way, and we have our own group, so I take some of the teenagers and all the grown-ups staying here. Um, So it's going to be different. Uh, We're all going to find it a bit different uh, in different ways. Uh, But why don't we pray right now that God would speak to us, uh, young or old or in the middle, as we look at the Bible together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your words, uh, and we pray for your help. Amen. Okay, so have a look if you've got a Bible and you can read in verses 13 and 14. It all starts with this guy coming to Jesus because he's having an argument with his brother, which I think is something that most of us can relate to in one way or another. Okay, someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me? a judge or an arbiter between you. This guy is saying, Jesus, tell my brother to give me my share of the money. And Jesus says, well, that's not really my thing. Who made me a judge over you in this matter? And which is funny because we're sort of thinking, "Um, well, uh, sort of we thought you were actually Jesus. Were you judge and all that? Jesus means he's not just any kind of judge. He's not interested in dividing up sums of money between people. He judges our hearts. He's interested to weigh our character, and he warns this man. Have a look in verse 15. He says, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist 
in an abundance of possessions. Oh, this guy's in danger. Jesus says, watch out. He doesn't tell him what to do with the money, but he does warn him about his heart. He needs to watch out for greed. And when we say greedy, what do we normally think of? We normally think of cake, don't we? But actually, it's, it's much more than that. It's, it's just this concern only for yourself. I think if Paula were teaching in the children's groups, you call it the me monster. Is that, yeah, okay. So Jesus is warning this guy and a crowd of thousands of people who are listening about the me monster. And so he tells them a parable, a story, to warn them about being so turned in on themselves that they ignore God. And Luke wrote this down for us, to warn us, young or old, about the folly of a life ignoring God. To warn us how silly and reckless it is to spend our life just worrying about me and ignoring God. Now, to do that I need help. You have brought me help, most of you, lots of you. You don't know it. We're going to need a song because it's going to take ages for this to happen. So if I can get whoever's doing the song, yeah. We're going to stand and sing. And while we're doing that, all, all the um, tin cans and such for the babe basics and the food bank and things, if you're going to bring them, this will be the time and I'm going to use them. If you could put them in front of my barn, I'd be very grateful. They probably won't all fit just in front of the barn, so you can use all the steps around here. Paula will help you. Okay. So everyone, let's stand. And when the music starts, you can bring down the food and things to the front. Wow, I have a problem. This is amazing. Look how much stuff I have. <gasps> my field has produced me so much. I need to put this in my barn. Okay, Will, uh, Joshua, would you just mind helping me try and put some of this in my barn? <laughs> Look at all of this stuff. Wow, what will I do? Can you... You're going to have a problem, aren't you? Can you just get, yeah, just maybe move it a bit towards the back or something. And is this all going to fit? Is it going to fit, Joshua? No, okay, well, that will, hold it there, guys, hold it there. I've got a problem, haven't I? What am I going to do? Man, you guys go sit down. Um, I'm going to need to, I'm going to build bigger barns for all my stuff, Okay. Yeah, and then I can store it up for years to come and I'll have all enough food and nappies for ages. <laughs> Great. I'm being silly, aren't I? It's not my stuff. I don't need nappies. Haven't for several years. In verse 16, have a look in verse 16. You might think this man is silly. Well, you're supposed to. Look, and the verses will actually be up on the screen. Jesus told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. Now listen to this. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store up my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink and be merry. He is only interested, isn't he, in himself. He's ignoring God. It was actually the ground that produced all of this stuff. I mean, I didn't bring any of these tins, did I? How silly for me to think. But we're also supposed to think, all of us here, Luke would like us to think, what might I be filling my barns with? What things have I been given that I'm just using for me, that I am being rich towards myself with? 
my money? What do I spend my money on? It's a good question, isn't it? I wonder, given the choice, would you spend all your money just on Pokemon cards and Lego and toys? And what are those poppy, the rubber poppy things that all the little kids have? And you pop it one way, and then you can pop it the other way, and then you can pop it the other way, and then there's lots of them. And some people have like a whole rucksack, and you go, like, oh, if I had that, I could just fill my barns with poppy things or Pokemon cards. Or, or what about, no, no, maybe some of you are a bit more cool. I'm sure Ethan's very cool, and he's got cool friends over there. They probably don't spend, they don't have lots of stuff, but maybe they have a certain lifestyle. Is that what you spend your money on? You go and do things, you know, you go out for the night, you go, you go to like concerts, you go on holidays. Alice Cooper. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> That's one for everyone over the age of 40. Um, maybe you spend all your money on stuff for yourself. It doesn't physically go in a barn, but you're stuffing your barn with it. Or do you spend it all on new cars, new kitchens? I wonder sometimes, and I ask this question very much of myself, does 50 pounds or 100 pounds feel like nothing at all to spend on a new power tool? But it would feel like quite a lot, wouldn't it? To put in the collection plate. Am I, are you, trying to stuff my barn full of things to make me happy. And this guy, he's stuffed his barn, or he will stuff his barns full of food when he's built new ones, and he's pretty pleased with himself. He says, look, you've plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. And he's kind of quoting like a saying that was, that was going around. It's in Ecclesiastes, it's in Isaiah. C can anyone finish that for me? Eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we die. And look, of course, verse 20. Sure enough, God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. The guy who came to Jesus, Jesus is not interested in helping this man pile up stuff for himself for this life that he's going to leave behind anyway. I mean, it's an inheritance, see? Jesus doesn't want his followers piling up treasure for themselves that they will leave behind. The guy in the parable is so pleased that he's done so well for himself, but God says, he hasn't. He hasn't done well. He's a fool. And maybe the world around at him and they looked at him and they thought, wow, so barns, such wealthy. He's got the new kind of barn with the special thing. It's an eco barn. It's a green barn. It's an electric barn. He's got another barn in the country. He actually flies about visiting barns all over the world. He goes to the annual barn exhibition at the NEC to see all the latest kind of barns. He has a mint, mint condition barn in its original packaging. And we do, don't we? brothers and sisters of every age. We, we look up and down the street and we see other people's houses and we think, oh, yeah. Or, or we look at the job title at the bottom of an email. Or, or, or we visit our friend's house and we go in their bedroom and we see all their toys. Or they have a TV in their bedroom, unheard of in the 1990s, I tell you. You hear about their GCSE results or, or, or the, the bands they've been going to see and you think, oh, that guy, he's done so well. Yeah, her, she's really made it. But if she's not rich to God, if he's ignoring God, then no, they haven't done well at all. It's foolish to spend your life ignoring God. Now, 
before we think about what being rich to God might look like, uh, we're going to sing together again, and there'll be another reading from the Bible. We're going to carry on reading from that passage in Luke 12 now, starting from verse 22, which is on page 1045 in the Church Bibles. So Luke 12, verse 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's the word of the Lord. Lord. Thanks, Will. Okay, we saw already the folly of a life ignoring God. Now we're going to think about the blessing of a life trusting God. And having taught the crowd of thousands with a parable, Jesus now turns to his friends, to his disciples, and he says, don't worry. Have a look, verse 22. He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. And the guy in the parable, he was so concerned to take care of his life, but Jesus says, don't worry about your life, which, which is kind of shocking. I mean, like, whoa, Jesus, slow down. Have you not watched the news? Inflation is going up, the pound is going down. And all right, Jesus, that's fine, but have you ever taken a GCSE? Yeah? He, he hears you. He gets it. But he wants his followers to know the blessing of a life trusting God. And so he gives them two examples. They're kind of funny stories. And the first one is about ravens. That's in verses 24 to 26. He says, Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? And since you can't do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Now, of course, it's completely ridiculous to think that a bird is like, that's not even like a good bird, that's like a bad bird, it's like a pigeon, right? Pigeons, okay, 
Birds, they don't go food shopping. Um, excuse me, Andy. Um, oh, yeah, sorry? Well, I, I've been watching YouTube and... Oh, I, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you might be wrong. What, really? Yeah. Okay, have you got it? For, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay, we can all watch. Good. Hey, guys, what is up? Welcome to my YouTube channel, Sheffield Flora and Fauna. I've just seen the craziest thing. There's a crow, a raven or something, going around the shops of crooks. Here he is. Look at him go. Just a raven in the streets. Oh, no way, he's going in the fruit and veg shop. <laughs> Look at him, he doesn't like the apples. thing on my YouTube channel I've ever got. Okay, don't forget to like and subscribe for more of this content. Wow, my goodness. Okay, that's thrown me slightly. Um, okay, well, there are two examples. Jesus got another one. So have a look down in verse 27. This one is about flowers. He says, consider how the wild flowers grow. They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, he was a posh king, by the way, even he wasn't dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. You only need to take a glance at the flowers, don't you? And you see, they're much better dressed than I am. Flowers do not have any need whatsoever to go clothes shopping. Um, Andy, I'm really sorry to disturb you again, but um, so, I was watching the YouTube channel the same, again. The same one? Is it again? Mm. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Let's just have a quick... Welcome back to Sheffield Flora and Fauna. I know last week I said it was the craziest thing on my YouTube channel, but you'll never guess what I saw this week. I wonder if she's still there. It's a real life flower outside the flower shop. This has just been the best week of my life. Sheffield Flora and Fauna, it would make me even happier if you could like and comment and subscribe. Thanks so much, guys. See you later. So just remember to like and comment and subscribe, guys. Um, those videos are silly, aren't they? Okay, and that's, they're supposed to be. Jesus is giving us funny, silly examples, isn't he? It's ridiculous to think that a bird needs barns or like to go food shopping or that a flower has to go clothes shopping. That's very silly. And Jesus is saying to his disciples, in contrast to this guy who's, you know, uh, who's trying to pile up huge loads of stuff for himself, 
filling his barn up as much as he can. He says, trust God for the things that you need. Don't worry about those things. Look, God looks after pigeons. God looks after flowers. A treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It can be hard to trust God. We may well be afraid, but the reason that we don't need to be afraid, the reason we can trust God is what we have been given. And just to help the children concentrate, and just because I really enjoy it, I wanted to share with you the best present I was ever given. I've actually brought it with me, okay? It's in this box. And it's not a joke. This is not like some metaphor. This is actually the best present I have ever been given in 39 and three-quarter years of my life. Okay? It was Christmas, 1992. Okay, this was a joint birthday and Christmas present from mum and dad and grandma and granddad. It's four presents. I can still, I can still feel how happy I could not believe I finally had it. Best present I've ever been given. Okay, I'm just going to pop that down here. Best present I've ever been given. I can still feel the joy. Okay, 
And God has given us a... I mean, it's hard for some of the children to believe. It's hard for me to believe sometimes that there is anything you could be given that was better than this. But God has actually given us something that's even better. A million times better even than a Lego pirate ship. Okay? God has given his disciples, his disciples a gift so good that they can be sure he will provide what they need. Now look, if, if we are rich, and I know that's many of us, it will free us. Because of what we in this passage have been given, we are free to give, aren't we? If we are poor, we do not need to fear and worry. In both cases, because we know we are far richer than the man with the barn. Many barns, hundreds of barns. God has given us his kingdom. He's welcomed us into his family. And if he's done that, how will he not also graciously give us all things? We don't need to worry stashing up stuff for ourselves and filling up our barn. And we can give things away and get treasure that can't be taken from us. We can be rich to God. An old Christian who lived a long time ago said about the man in the parable, he said, if only he had realized the bellies of the poor were far better storehouses than his barns. It's hard. The kingdom, I mean, let's be honest, kids, that sounds, it's a weird word, isn't it? It's being in God's family. It can sound abstract and distant, but we were not just given distant, abstract words. We have been given God's son. We can be in God's kingdom because Jesus Christ has made a way for us. And when we struggle, and we will struggle, when we struggle to trust that God has our best interests at heart, we look to the cross. The cross on which Jesus died. The cross on which Jesus was punished in our place. And we see that Christ loved us so much that he would offer himself to set us free. The perfect holy son of God given in place of sinful human beings like me. And when we see that, we know we can trust him. We know when we look at the cross that we are so much more valuable to God than birds and flowers. Look at the wounds in his hands. Hear him cry out, my God, why have you forsaken me? And know, know how valuable you are to him. Brothers and sisters, the person who has done well in life is not the person who has stored up lots of treasure in barns, but the person who has stored up treasure in heaven. It is not the person who is rich to himself, but the person who is rich to God. Not the person who ignores God and invests in this life, but the person who trusts God and invests in the next life. The good life, your best life, is not now. It is, it is not constituted in filling your barns with Pokemon cards and poppy bags and Lego pirate ships and power tools. And it is found in Jesus Christ. I'm going to lead us in a prayer as we finish. Heavenly Father, uh, we're sorry that we're so distracted so much of the time by stuff. We recognize that worldly idols promise so much but can deliver nothing. We pray, Lord, would you help us to invest our treasure in Christ, knowing that he will care for our hearts. Lord, fill us with love for you and not for this world. Amen.